Welcome to the reInvent Relevance podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, Director of Learning at Merfeld Career Management. Our show is about what we do to help people who want to take charge of their careers. We call it reinventing relevance, embracing change to do the work worth doing. Uh, now, here's a question you might have thought about. Video, do I need it in my life? Will it help me with my career success? Well, I brought in an expert today, Andy Mork with Mork Productions. And he's gonna talk a little bit about video because while I know a little bit about video, he knows a lot about it. <laughs> so Andy, thank you for joining us today. Most definitely, appreciate it. Oh, my, our pleasure. Th now, can individuals improve their career success chances with video? We've already talked a little bit about this. What's your take on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, ultimately, video is a resource. Uh, it, it's a platform, it's a medium of communication and, you know, you don't necessarily need video for career success, but it's a tool that you can get career success from. Um, hypothetically, you can become a very professional, uh, successful CEO without ever having a college degree. It doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't have a college degree though. Um, yeah, very true. You know, it, it, it's a potential tool that will get you to that next level. Obviously, mm -hmm. a college degree is very helpful. Um, the ability to read, mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> you don't necessarily need the ability to read to be able to lead someone, uh, but mm -hmm. it's sure helpful, <laughs> you know. Yes, that's um, true. Very true. <laughs> you know, like it, it depends on what you do and it depends on whether there's a value add using video. Um, gotcha. In this digital age, everybody is connected to the internet. Um, everybody is communicating virtually, uh, especially with COVID-19 the past several months. It, it is so much more imperative that we connect from afar. Um, I mean, I remember less than a decade ago, um, the idea of a smartphone, the only people who had those were, you know, the snobby rich kids um, mm -hmm. and the big executives and everyone else had their flip phone. Um, nowadays it, it's shocking when you find someone who doesn't have one of those and to be able to, to be able to adapt to that technology is incredibly important. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I, when I started in technology a long time ago, uh, video was relegated to an, um, people who knew how, who had an Amiga <laughs> or could walk into giant studios. And now we have a video production studio in our pocket. We've seen, mm -hmm. SNL, we've seen the late night talk shows, we've seen news anchors doing reports and broadcast quality television with uh, an SLR camera or a smart camera. Uh, this is being recorded on the standard iMac uh, camera, <laughs> you know, via Zoom. There's nothing really high tech about it. Uh, so that's interesting. It, it truly is almost a skill. Do you think at some point it might even, it might even become like proficient in Microsoft Office? I know video. <laughs> It's, it's becoming uh, more yeah, and more common. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's kind of already there. Um, having understanding of social media and how it works, having an understanding of how to record a video properly. Um, I'm sure, you know, much of your audience has probably heard before, you know, recording vertically as opposed to horizontally is, yeah. is a very important thing to know. Yeah. Um, there, but yet yeah, Instagram those are, those are makes things us... that if you look at Gen Z, yeah um are just innate skills that they grew up with mm -hmm. um i'm sure you've probably seen clips on facebook or what have you of babies looking at a 
a magazine mm-hmm. and trying to scroll the magazine yeah. because they're so used to iPads. Yeah. Um, you know, and those those consumers are going to grow up and going to have, they're going to have a position in the marketplace. And if the mm-hmm. older generations don't adapt, um, you know, that's all the way down to, you know, millennials, <laughs> like yeah. everyone mm-hmm. needs to be proficient in that space because that's where the primary communication is happening. Exactly. In education, they refer to them as digital natives being mm-hmm. native to digital. And again, that doesn't necessarily, as you state, it doesn't necessarily mean they're really good at it. It just means it's familiar. It's not, it's not jarring as it is to a Gen X or, or a boomer or, right. you know, even a very, very old, older millennial. Uh, so how do individuals and how can they, how can they being comfortable on camera? Can they really sell that? Is that something that can be used in a connecting way in, in a way to network is, sharing your experience. I know a lot of YouTube is built on just get out there and share your thoughts, opinions, and right. that can be dangerous when it gets to opinions. But when you <laughs> share your knowledge, right. <laughs> you know, you can definitely build a following. Uh, and, and then that translates to value for the employer. Uh, is there a way that a person can get better at that? What, what exactly is it just practice? Yeah. Uh, practice is a big factor. Um, I think, you know, in, in any sort of communication, uh, it's something that you have to master. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when kids are first learning how to talk, they're not doing complete sentences, they're doing single words. Um, and you know, I'm not a child psychologist, but I know there's levels of how you grow in your communication as you're learning when you're Mm -hmm. young. And it's the same thing when it comes to learning a new skill like video. Um, a lot of times, when I point a camera at one of my clients for a testimonial or what have you, they just freeze up. All of a sudden they're hyper aware of everything that they're saying and they just become completely unnatural. And that's something that takes a long time to get over. Yeah. And, and a big aspect of it is when you have a camera on you, for some reason, uh, people are so much more hyper aware of their little ticks their little uh, mm-hmm. tendencies, so to speak. For example, I just looked off to my right and said, uh, as I was trying to think of my next part of my sentence. I paused mm-hmm. right before, I just said part just there. Like yeah. these, are, these are little nuances of communication that when we're in a conversation in a networking event, mm-hmm. uh, we don't really think about it. But yeah. when we're in front of a camera, it's like, oh, am I, is my posture okay? Uh, oh, I say yeah. like a lot, so I should not say like. Uh, I, I tend to scratch my, you know, cheek when I'm thinking, or I look up to the left and, and you have to be okay with some of those things, be aware of them. But ultimately the way I like to think about it is it's almost as if the camera is not there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's instead, I think about the fact that I'm not talking to my camera. I'm talking to you, Jason. Yeah. And we're just having a conversation. We just happen to be in two completely separate you know, places in the state. Uh, Mm -hmm. And once that camera fades away, I become more okay with the fact that I might not be talking with a a newscast worthy voice necessarily, but uh, (laughs) I'm talking as a real person and giving engaging content to you. And that's all that really matters. Um, Because you have to realize the people on the other end Mm -hmm. of the camera, they have been listening to people talk to them their entire lives. And Mm -hmm. so they have the ability to forgive those little nuances and the thought processes looking off to the left as you're thinking about something. 
if there's a pause in your sentence because you're trying to process before you say something. And, and they care more about that content, that authenticity. So exactly. Yeah. So, so what I find that newer people on camera tend to do is they'll have, you know, I can bring it up on my phone as an example. Uh, you know, here's a teleprompter app that we use from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's just text scrolling and they, they become a robot. Uh, you know, (laughs) our growth track normally takes place every month on, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. not, 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 not talking like a human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and being able to, I don't want to say forget that the camera's there, but yeah. uh, not be intimidated by it is, is something that just takes practice. Yes, exactly. When I worked with a, worked with a voiceover coach many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, he said, you know, don't try to talk like the broadcaster. Don't, don't talk with the no one talks like yeah. yeah, exactly. Nobody talks like that. They want to hear an authentic voice. And I have a sort of voice that doesn't quite, to me, it, I hear it in my head and it doesn't sound right. So I don't like it, mm-hmm. but it sounds just fine. Right. <laughs> because I'm sharing it. And then every time I, I chuckle with that dry little cough, raspy cough, I just gave you right there. Yeah. I'm aware of it. And I yeah. know that it sounds like Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. <laughs> I don't know why I've made that connection. I just do. Sure. But I move, I move, move past it. Uh, so, in, so in a workplace, let's just say you're, how can video be used in the workplace and what sort of value can you bring as an individual to say, look, we, our team should be doing this. Our company should be doing this. We should be getting our messaging out on video Mm. because it truly is a new literacy that people are, people want to see video. They don't want to read text. So tell us a little about that. Um, That's kind of a complicated question because Mm -hmm. it's very industry dependent. Um, in the world of business, uh, you know, video, how do I want to put this? So especially from a marketing bench, we primarily produce marketing videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, every single one of our clients doesn't care about the video. Mm-hmm. They care about the result of that video. Um, sure. You know, they're not buying it just for, I mean, maybe they are, but like, they're usually not buying it just <laughs> to like stroke, you know, their own ego. They want to elevate their brand to another level so that way their potential clients reach out. Um, So, you know, when we're producing a video, it's uh, are more people coming to our website? Are more people buying our product? Are more people donating to our cause? Uh, You know, calling for a quote, visiting our store, whatever that thing is, that's really the goal. And, you know, in any organization or, uh, or company, it's, it's more about the ROI. And, and so what I would do then, depending on what company you're in, does it make sense to implement video into our day to day? Uh, whether it's how we communicate with our clients via social media or, you know, what have you on our website, um, is our internal communications, you know, a lot of companies right now are working from home. Um, one of my employees, their wife, uh, her office just shut down permanently. Um, they're not going out of business. They're just getting rid of their office. Mm. They worked from home so efficiently that they just don't need an office anymore. Yeah, and that'll um, be more and more common. They're saving a ton of cost uh, because they've just been doing Zoom calls and conference calls like that. Saves mm. a ton of money on their end. Um, so in that case, that company is very greatly benefiting from internal communication using video. But if you own a restaurant, you know, internal communication with video, not that important. Um, but 
shooting video of the client experience when they come in and, and get this meal, then, you know, from a marketing band, yes, video would become important, but it's for a different reason. And so each company and organization needs to kind of evaluate uh, what are we doing right now um, as a company and how can video fit into that and make us better. Um, That might be client facing and that might be internal or it might be both. Exactly. I, I, I know of video training, video and training go together like, like ham and cheese (laughs) to me. So (laughs) given my background, so yeah. Yeah, Now what exactly, let's just go into now some tips. People want to look good on camera because nobody Mm -hmm. likes that, you know, I can only see you. (laughs) You can only see your top of your head and how do you look good on camera? Just some gorilla tips for the person sitting at home trying to look better on zoom. Sure. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do. Well, first off, setting. So I have a pretty unique setup because I own a video production company. Um, so I have two lights that are on the left and right side of me that uh, you know I have set up, which right now they're off. And you can see the quality has very much degraded on the camera because the camera's having to work harder to capture the image. Yeah. Um, I could get into the technical reasons why that is, but let's just say more light equals better. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Investing in a microphone. This is a broadcast microphone right here. It's it's very good for voiceovers and podcasting. It is just slightly out of frame, right about yeah. there. Um, but it's only about six inches away from my my face, um, yeah. and it captures very good audio. If I were yeah. to switch my audio over to the in in camera uh, audio, it would sound. Let's see here. It would sound just like this and now all of a sudden the audio is much more echoey it's not very you know you can still hear me but it comes across slightly less professional so if i go back to the microphone that's above my head like i just did um you know it allows me to to come across professional my background uh, i have chosen to invest in a green screen that you know my room isn't the most engaging to look at right now right now we're working on painting this wall and then it might be a little more engaging yeah. Uh, but I want to eliminate distractions so people aren't, you know, thinking too much into that. Sure. Um, so that's that's on a gear setup mm-hmm. type thing. But uh, let's say you've just got your laptop, you place it uh, where the window's behind it, so that way you're being lit with the window. Uh, and a common mistake is people will just place their laptop right down in front of them and have it open at an upward angle like you usually would, but um, as I'm sure a lot of selfie takers are aware, an upward angle is not the most flattering uh, of angles for the human body. Um, It completely destroys your jawline. And so a uh, very important thing when it comes to a camera is have it at your eye contact, uh, your eye level. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're in a conversation with someone and one person's sitting and one person's standing, it's awkward. You know, you either should stand up and talk to them or they should sit down and talk with you and be at that eye level conversational point. Um, And so you want your camera to operate the same way because ultimately Mm -hmm. that camera is the viewpoint of your audience. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking with your audience, you want to be emulating an actual conversation. And so if you would just imagine that instead of a camera that's there, it's someone's eyes, you want to make sure that it makes sense for where you're sitting. Hmm. Um, eye contact then this becomes the eyes 
I want to be yeah. able to talk to the camera as best as possible. And uh, using hand gestures, just like you're in a conversation. I'm using my hand gestures right now. <laughs> that, exactly. That's a couple yeah. things. Um, I would also say that my on-camera voice is a little bit different than if I were talking normally, um, yeah. mainly because when there's a bigger difference between the background audio of just you know the air conditioning in my room and my mm -hmm. voice, the microphone has an easier time setting levels. Uh, okay. Whereas if I talk a little bit quieter and I have to turn myself up, all of a sudden you start to notice all this background noise and it, it, it just, mm -hmm. it's not helpful for the, for the gear. So okay. that's a small little list of some stuff that you can work on just at your yeah. own desk. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really stuff. a bottomless pit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll never, you'll never be, you don't want to be necessarily, uh, like I said, the broadcast guy with the, you know, movie trailer voice. You want to be authentic. You want to be original. Right. So yeah, those are great tips, and thank you for sharing them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, hopefully everyone takes away that video is a skill, no different than learning Excel, no different than project management. It is truly a skill. And it's an it's a skill that is increasing and know it, learn it, and just get comfortable doing it. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Andy, thank you for joining us and teaching us all these little tips and tricks and having a conversation sure. today. Appreciate it. Yeah. If anyone out there wants to find out more about how you can take charge of your career, please visit our website or reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're always happy to meet new people. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Have a great week and we will talk to you soon.